Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Let's uh, let's roll up to uh, Happy Valley, about two, two and a half hours up the road from where I'm at right now. Saturday, 7.30, NBC primetime game. West Virginia at the number seven Nittany Lions. Another 20 and a half point spread. The total on this one, 50 and a half. Drew Aller, big time five-star prospect, uh, going to finally take over quarterback after Sean Clifford. Uh, leaves following his 12th season or whatever it was. Uh, they've got a great trio, really, of running backs, but the two headliners are Nick Singleton and Katron Allen. Neil Brown coming in here with the Mountaineers. Should have been on the hot seat last year. I don't know how the dude still has a job, but he does. Uh, so his seat is blisteringly hot right now. Hasn't won more than six in any of his first four seasons. At bare minimum, they need to be bowl eligible for him to grasp onto that job like Wiley Coyote's fingernails in the edge of the cliff hanging on for dear life. Um, I don't think it happens. I think I think Penn State, again, this is another one where I anticipate the favorite jumping out early and maybe there's a backdoor cover. Maybe this is a, a, a 41-17 kind of game and West Virginia gets one in there against the, the backups on Penn State's defense late, but I'm more inclined to believe Penn State covers this one, John. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't have anything on it myself, but if I was going to bet it, it would be laying the points there, um, again, because of the attack. I mean, if you're going to lean on your backs there with the new, uh, you know, clock rules, I think that's going to benefit, you know, the team that can impose their will. I don't know. when I I mean, obviously you have this game, but I sort of, from an aerial, you know, view of of Penn State, I mean, I I sort of feel like this, I don't want to say has to be the year, but man, it's kind of set up to be. I mean, I'm I'm out yeah. on Ryan Day, so that's number one. Uh, <laughs> two, Michigan's bringing everybody back. Vibes are good. Get it. But like, is Harbaugh in this thing? Like, is he like coaching? Does he want to be in the NFL? You know, it's not like we haven't seen Michigan. You know, ish the bed for lack of a better term. So right. it just sort of feels like to me, it is setting up to be a season where. You know, Penn State finally does. They they get that they get that Big Ten championship and and they find a way to break through. I mean, it, it kind of feels like, come on, man, now's the time. Well, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Now's the time because this is the last chance to get into the four team playoff. Penn State should be. That's the expectation. I'll be real clear as a Penn State alum, as a Penn State football fan, as someone who's still got a lot of people up there who who feel very strongly about this program. If they do not get into the twelve team playoff more often than not, or at least 50% of the time, people are going to be dissatisfied with James Franklin. He is a decade in on the job. He has done everything he can to build the best possible coaching staff 
around him. Yursic, the OC. Diaz, the DC. He's got the big five-star golden-armed uh, quarterback. He's got the, the, the backfield that can balance the offense. He's got multiple first-round draft picks on defense. Kalen King's going to be even better than Joey Porter Jr. He's got everything he needs. He's got Michigan at home. He's got exactly. everything he needs. All he's got to do, in my opinion, is get over the Ohio State hump in Columbus, which is not going to be easy. Not going to be easy because they've got more than one weapon in the air. And then beat Michigan at home. But I think this game in particular, Choppy, this this one they handle, and then it's about setting themselves off on that course for stops in Columbus and then to come back home and handle Michigan State late in the year. They handle it. It's 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 at least a seventeen point victory. I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily play with the over under. Uh, I might be in, I might be inclined to take the under. I'm sorry. I, I'll play with the with the betting line. I might be inclined to take the under in this one. I, I just the new rules. You get these teams. You know these teams. They get out the big leads. I, it's it's just really so difficult. I think to hit some of these overs. And I haven't seen if they've how much they've adjusted them. You know, like because it's only a seven percent decrease in plays uh, week to week. But yeah, yeah I, I I would take the under in this. I was reading a, a couple different guys, a couple different college football directors of college football gaming at, at, at bigger casinos who said just based on point four points per play in college football last year and the number of plays, maybe six plays less, six to eight plays less per game, they're dialing it back, say three to four points, depending on the offenses involved, depending on the teams involved, which that seems like that seems right in the ballpark. Like this feels like it would have been a 54, 55, 56 point game last year, and right now it's at 50 and a half. Wait, they're only saying this is a six to eight play difference a game. That's that, that's what are if we you doing? Tr- it, it, if you if you go by the differences in, in week zero in particular, then yeah, we're not talking about that big big a difference. And and here's the thing. It, for the people that think this is going to save us from three-hour and 45-minute college football games or in the instance of Tennessee-Alabama, oh, five-and-a-half-hour college football games, no, <laughs> they're just they're just going to slam more commercials in on you. It, it's, oh, it's, my yeah, God. That's all it's going to be. Well, no, yeah, that was you said, so like Oppenheimer, man. I was like, am I ever going to get out of this thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a, uh, it's a 7% decrease in plays, but only a 1% decrease in time of game because they just slam more commercials in. But yes. I mean, look. I mean, if if you're only eliminating six to eight plays a game, just keep the uniqueness of it. I was I was big. I was big on getting rid of the clock stopping. I hated it. But if it's right. only going to save me six plays a game, I, you know, the, I, I don't want to. I like having different rules sometimes than the NFL. Look, man. This uh, this is not even going to save the average twenty five to thirty five year old male from having to pull his phone out and like tuck it underneath the table at a wedding so that he can watch the end of an SEC game while the bride and groom are walking out. Like we're still going to have to do that stuff. That's just, that's a part of life. I don't know what, like to your point, Choppy, six to eight plays is not enough because it's, it's, if it's only shortening the game by 10 minutes, let's say, let's say the average length of game drops from, I don't know, 330, 335 to 315, 320. That's that, I'm still up over three hours. I'm still committed to this thing. And think of how much you would have to chop off to get it down under three hours. It's in baseball. You, you can't right. you, you can't make that many radical rule changes at once. And so I, I tend to agree with you guys. I don't know what we're doing at seven to eight plays per game. Uh, that's just that, that's that's not going to get it done. I don't I, it doesn't make a ton of sense. But 
you're right, it is going to affect the totals, and I think that's something to keep an eye on. We'll get it the first full week anyway of watching right. how it affects the totals this weekend, you know, as opposed to a USC game and a Navy game, right? Like those are two of the biggest outliers you could find for pace of play and uh, offense being generated in college football on opposite ends of the spectrum in week zero. Week one will give us a real legitimate shot to evaluate.